You know, like for Adam and Eve in the creation story, we too are tempted by the evil one. And these temptations are often very subtle. They're convincing us that God is our rival and that he does not want what is best for us or that we, we can do better by ourselves. Satan plays on all of our passions and desires to want us to be like God. And when you and I give in to this unwanted advice from Satan, where does it lead us but to sin? Lenten greetings to all of you. You know, on Ash Wednesday a few days ago, as ashes were put on the foreheads of Catholics, we heard the words, repent and believe in the gospel. You know, this is the hallmark of the season of Lent, not just for the catechumens in the church, those who are becoming Catholic, but for all of us. In the scripture readings for this first Sunday of Lent, we find ourselves with Jesus in the desert facing the temptations of the evil one. You know, for much of my life, it seems that I've thought of Lent as a season of looking only inward, a kind of a time of taking personal inventory, a, really a period of self-examination, taking an honest assessment of myself, looking at all my failures and sinfulness. You know, there's nothing wrong with this approach and looking at Lent, but these types of self-assessments are important for any of us to grow in holiness. But I think there's more, there's so much more than that. You know, like for Adam and Eve in the creation story, we too are tempted by the evil one. And these temptations are often very subtle. They're convincing us that God is our rival and that he does not want what is best for us or that we, we can do better by ourselves. Satan plays on all of our passions and desires to want us to be like God. And when you and I give in to this unwanted advice from Satan, where does it lead us but to sin? So yes, it is important for us to look interiorly at ourselves, but at the same time, it's more important to keep our gaze fixed upon Jesus. We see in the gospel today, Jesus being tempted by Satan in three different ways. Satan was praying, as P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, he was praying upon three human passions, power, authority, and the worldly. Friends, these two are our strongest passions as well. They are the strongest passions of the human person. They were the passions of Adam and Eve, which led to their fall in the garden and the beginning of original sin. But notice that each time Jesus was tempted, in the midst of the temptation, Jesus interiorly, meaning in his heart, he turned his gaze upon the Father's love. And that's how he could avoid giving in to temptation. Adam and Eve, they gave in to the temptation because they turned away from God's love. They turned away from God's desire for intimacy with them. So yes, we know that Jesus was fully human and fully divine, but Jesus overcame the temptations, not because he was God, but because he turned to the love of the Father. A heart that gazes on pure love will overcome all temptations. That is why it is important for you and I to keep our gaze fixed upon Jesus as we reflect upon our own sinfulness and this call to ongoing conversion. 
But we all know looking at our own sinfulness isn't the most fun, nor is it easy. In fact, it can be very difficult. But yet it is what you and I are called to do during this season of Lent, regardless whether we are already Catholic or are desiring to come into the Catholic faith. In some sense, in this season, we are all converts, asking the Lord Jesus to lead us into a new life of grace with him. And if we are in touch with our passions, if we're in touch with our desires, our feelings, both the ordered ones that are toward God, as well as the disordered ones, then we will most likely be familiar with the temptations that surround them. Because sin comes out of disordered passions and desires. I mean, think about the sins we frequently confess. It's coming from an area of our heart that does not yet know the love of mercy of Christ. So if this self-examination is done in the light of grace, then we will see and experience the power of Jesus' redemptive love. As St. Paul shares with us today, he said, for if by the transgression of the one, Adam, many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? This is what we hold on to when we look at our sins and our sinfulness through the light of grace. And when we do this, it gives us resolve to change, to grow in faith, to cultivate new hope, and to be more fervent in our love. This is the repent part to which Jesus invites us. But there's another part of the summons as well, and that is to believe in the gospel. I don't know if you ever thought about it, but the gospel is the greatest love story ever told. It's about the Father sending His Son to tell us how much we are loved and forgiven. In the words of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, he said, tenderness and mercy are the heart of the gospel. Otherwise, one doesn't understand Jesus Christ or the tenderness of the Father who sends him to listen to us, to cure us, and to save us. So to believe in the gospel means that you and I, we trust in the tenderness of the Father who sends Jesus to listen to us who sends Jesus to cure us, who sends Jesus to save us. So trust in your own desert experience this Lenten season that Jesus is with you, helping you and me to turn away from sin and be faithful to the gospel. And through it all, my friends, it is there that we will rediscover our true self in Christ Jesus. So what an opportunity for grace. So my dear friends, have a blessed Lenten season.